irregardless really just means regarding. So let's just say somebody says, so irregardless of what happened yesterday, I'm going to still stay strong. What they're really saying is regarding everything that happened yesterday, I'm going to still stay strong. Irregardless is not a word. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, my goodness. It's so good to be back on air after a week. And a lot of things have been going on. But before I get into those things, let me first welcome you to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And again, I am your host, Mark Scalia. If you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. One, through my website, markscalia.com, and check out the calendar. I may be appearing very close to you sometime soon. The second way you can listen is if you want to be more participant and you just don't want to listen, you want to be a part of the show, you can sign in, you can click that box you're listening to, and that will shoot you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can sign on using a Facebook address, and then you can be part of our live chat. Now, right now, we got a lot of people on, but only a couple people have signed in, and it's a good site. They don't spam you, or they don't sell your email, and they just notify you if you're following somebody on Mixler. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen to our broadcast live, because that's how we broadcast, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show through iTunes and now through Google Play. Yay. And of course, through my website, which is hosting that. There's a bunch of ways. But yeah, it's easiest, whatever you can do. So as I always start my show the same way, I start with a happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? When? Just now. Where it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. So many things going on. So let me get into this. I have finally scheduled my surgery. I think I told you guys about that, but my lower back surgery, I've got a problem with three and uh, L3 and 4, and then a problem with L4 and 5, and they're going to go in, and they're going to fix it. I'll gut it up. And I'm going on surgery August 29th, which is in like less than two weeks from now. I'm looking forward to it. I just want it done. I don't care. But I did get an, I did get a bill for the MRI. Fuck. <laughs> Apparently an MRI costs quite a bit of money. <laughs> costs about three grand. And what they did is my insurance went, oh, no, we'll, we'll take care of some of that for you, which I thought was great because I pay enough for it. And they paid uh, just under 2000 which means, drum roll please, if you're doing the math at home, I got a bill for 
$1,000, a little over $1,000. And I was rip shit. I was like, what the fuck is this about? And then, of course, I call my insurance, and they're like, oh, no, that's it. You have a $2,000 deductible. I go, okay. I didn't realize that. And then they go, well, not only do you have the $2,000 deductible, but then you have to pay 35% on top of the remainder that we didn't pay. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's a real fucking thing. I didn't realize. It's bullshit. I don't even know. So so this is the bill. So I have to find out how much the surgery is going to cost, which, I mean, I don't know. Surgery could be 40 grand. I have no idea. And I don't know how much they're going to cover. But the whole thing is I have a deductible of $2,000, but I still have to put out money. And the maximum amount of money I can put out, according to my plan, is like $6,800. Which means I know I'm going to, this is going to be fucking ridiculous. I hate my health coverage. I hate, healthcare is not a right. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a right. It is absolute. if it's a right, then I don't have to pay for it. Not the way that I'm paying for it. Like I pay for freedom. I get that. But voting is my right. I don't pay for that. Well, indirectly. Anyway, but because I've got, uh, I'm going to have to take like almost two weeks off. Uh, from the from the surgery to heal, uh, I've been emailing people and texting everybody to see how much work I can get before I go into that. Because once I hit downtime, it's going to be miserable, you know. So I'm going to have like two weeks off. So I'm I'm trying to fill. So I did a great gig last night that was last minute, which was fantastic. And I've got a gig tomorrow and then tomorrow night. So, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But I've been trying to work so much because I'm trying to get healthy for October, and then of course. Tickets for the Christmas trolley go on sale Monday, September 11th, which is insane because that's literally like two or three weeks away. And then I'm still planning for the Salem Comedy Spirits Festival in January. So I got to I gotta get very healthy because there's so many things. And I'm again, I'm trying to stay busy and I'm really, I mean, I just want the surgery over. It's just going to be miserable and I don't, hello. What the fuck are you doing here, dude? What? Hello, Mark. Hello, Jigsaw. I want to play a game. It's not October this yet. This is a word game. Oh, why were you here? And you're going to play, whether you want to or not. You know, it's not even October. Live or die. Oh. The choice is yours. I don't know why you're here, but okay. Let's do this. Example one. Here comes the first one. Mark needs surgery on his lower back. Everybody knows that. That cost $50,000. Yeah, it's going to be pricey. The insurance company will pay 75%. I hope more. How long will it take him to pay it back on a stand-up comic's income? Oh, now that's a dick move, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, I do all right. Example two. Oh, you an asshole. <laughs> Mark's primary care physician recommended a surgeon they did. in a different network. It is a different network, yes. How many referrals will it take before Mark can have surgery? <laughs> you know, you know that's a sore subject for me. It's been like 15 referrals. And not just that with the insurance and then the doctor referral. You don't even care, do you? You just ask me these questions like you don't even give a fuck. You're kind of a dick. Example three. He's a dick. <laughs> Mark has had back pains since early May. Yes. 
Yes. He's scheduled for surgery the end of September. Oh, yeah. How much of a pain in the ass has he been to his wife? Now that is uncalled for. <laughs> that is uncalled for. My wife has been very nice, and I have not complained a lot. I've been just talking about it. It's not that she's been taking... You just... You know something? Wipe that smile off. Example four. A smile on his face. A bonus question. Oh, bonus question, is it? Okay. Let's see what happens here. After surgery, Mark has left himself two weeks to heal. I have. How much complaining will he do? In those two weeks. You know something? I don't. I didn't complain to my wife, and I'm not complaining now. Just. just what the fuck? You know, you didn't even bring weapons this time. This is just insane. And my listeners aren't going to help you. Just. You know something? You're not supposed to be here for like a month and a half. It's not October. It's just fucking torturous. All right, get out of here. Get out of here. We'll we'll see you in a month. All right, get out of here. Oh, what a jerk. Anyway, so that's our that's the monologue. He break he interrupts the monologue for that. What an asshole. God damn it. Anyway. So I'll tell you what guys, I'm going to take my first break and you're going to get a little sampling of my comedic guest and I'm I've been trying I've been struggling with her name all afternoon and because I'm visual and some of you guys may know when I read something I kind of lock it in in, in a certain way so Kathleen DeMarle will be joining us very funny and we're going to get a chance to listen to her during the break hey guys you are listening to radio irregardless and we'll be right back <laughs> From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America. Because we can all use a little more sax. Hey, this is Russ Gannon. And you're listening to Mark Scalia on Radio Irregardless. What I love about this show is there's nobody here, so there's always plenty of seating. So, uh, there's a giraffe in the room that we should all address, right? It's me. I'm a tall lady. I'm 5'11", so I'm two inches taller than the average American male. And that has its pros and cons, right? So, some of the uh, cons are that it makes dating difficult. But guys, some of the pros are that it makes uh, walking home alone at night really nice. Because, like, 
you can all see what I'm working with, right? Clearly, I'm a two-man job. <laughs> you know, they drive up, they roll their window down, they give me the once-over, and they're just like, fuck, that's too much work for a Tuesday. <laughs> You're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via Skype, the very funny, forementioned <laughs> Kathleen DeMarl. How are you, Kathleen? Good, and you got my name right. That's oh, great. I did, I've been trying to practice getting your name right. I've been, you know, and we had we did the pre-show, and I was like, is it DeMarl? DeMarley? DeMarl? <laughs> now, what's the, is it French? You know, I don't really know what it is. I know that when our uh, ancestors came over, they changed it when they got to the United States. I would think Demarle would be French because of the D-E, because it's, it's capital D. You know something? If you guys want to check her out, definitely do. You can free stalk her on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, she's K-D-A-C-E-Y 45. K-D- yep. It's K-D-A-C? K-D-A-C? K Daisy, yep. K Daisy, it's K Daisy, forty five on Twitter and on Facebook. She's just Kathleen Demarl. Now let me spell it for you: Kathleen K A T H L E E N and Demarl D E capital M A R L E. The E is there for some reason, but it's like Marley. Like I want how I lock it in now. I'm like Demarl, <laughs> but yeah, I I sound would, stupid it, though. Like, the way that you're taught growing up to say something with an E at the end yeah. is different than the way that you're supposed to say my last name. So, Well, I, I think I had this conversation with somebody before. I had a, went to school with a kid, Brett Carbone, C-R-B-O-N-E. And some people yeah. would like, Mr. Carboni. And I'm like, no, it's just Carbone. You know? Yeah. And he was like, no, it's Carbone. It's like, yeah. So it's it's not that unusual that we're not supposed to pronounce the e, or we are supposed to pronounce the e. So, oh, and one more thing I forgot. Uh, and she also has a website. You can see her. Go find her online at kathleendemarle dot com. And I spelled it all out before, but I'll spell it again for those of you listening in the podcast version. It is Kathleen K A T H L E E N D E M A R. L-E dot com. That's how he rolls up this. So, Kathleen, you and I have never met. I love talking to comics I've never met. Yeah, I don't think we've ever bumped into each other. No, because you're you're still fairly new in the game, aren't you? Yeah, so I've been doing comedy uh, consistently now for probably about a year and a half to two years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, two, I remember. Oh, it's so nice. It's and how is it working out for you? I mean, you know, do you love it? I actually do, but I um I find that the hardest part about the comedy thing is the comedy life balance. So that's my biggest thing that I'm trying to figure out right what, now. What is that for you? The comedy life balance. I mean, I would ideally like to do something comedy related five days a week, whether it be a show or an open mic or going to support a room that I'm interested in being in. But, um, you know, you also have to make time for your family and your other friends who might not be in comedy. <laughs> and I think that's a hard balance for some 
Yeah. Strength. Yeah, I I never balanced that out. <laughs> I just went into comedy and really, I didn't see my friends for a very long time. And when I did, I would like do like an open mic or I would do it a on a Friday. I'd be opening or middling, and I'd be meeting my friends at like ten o'clock or ten thirty. So, but yeah, family was like not almost non-existent except holidays and stuff. But, you know, New Year's Eve was, was stand up and holidays were stand up, you know? So I get it. I understand. I understand. So I think for uh, New Year's Eve this year, I dragged my parents to see me do a stand up show at a place in Vermont and they were the only patrons that actually showed up to the show. Oh God. (laughs) Where was that club? Uh, Bridgewater, Vermont. God. <laughs> it sounds very far away. It is. <laughs> did you do stand-up on New Year's? Yeah, on New Year's it, Eve, I did stand-up. So in front of your parents? In front of my parents, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's very... I mean, it's awkward to do it in front of two people, but if those two people are your parents... <laughs> yep. Wow. But no, I'm sure that more people showed up, right? Um, I think they had two other paying customers. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but that that's every gig for the first five years of my career. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, do you want to come to a show, please? Please, do you want to come to a show? Anyway. So you've been at it a couple years now, and uh, with the set we listened to, you're actually at the studio. Um, yep. Do you work the studio a lot? Yeah, I would say um, I do the studio on a fairly regular basis, but he has changed up his schedule recently. He's only doing Thursday through Saturday now. Yeah, they're having an issue with rent or location or both. Um, And I think he's going to relocate to Somerville, maybe. Yeah, I think he's trying to stay close to the red line, but uh, I've heard he's got a, a bunch of good leads right now so yeah i mean i'm sure he'll be all right but you know his i've and i've had this discussion for years i've never had good luck in cambridge never liked cambridge cambridge never liked me it's just <laughs> you probably don't remember this it's probably i think it's gone now it was the akua coup in cambridge there was a chain of them there was a coup and coup worcester a coup and coup cambridge and coup and coup and somewhere else and dick doherty ran it and it was just outside the owl wife tea station and oh. that was a good room. That was a fantastic room. If you went into Cambridge to Harvard Square, it was a fucking nightmare. And I'm talking about when Catch a Rising Star was there. And it was a very uh, double standard yeah. thing. You know, if you said fuck in Cambridge, you were clever. If you said fuck at Nick's, you were dirty. And it was the same jokes. And it's, that's why I've never had a good never had a good time. And I performed, I think, four or five times at the studio. Never had a good yeah. set. Never had a good set. <laughs> Just you know, not my not my audience, not my demo. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'm, everybody has, has their own demographic. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, well, I don't want to badmouth the, the city, but I will. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a strange thing, and now Somerville is like that attitude now too. It's and there's a lot of rooms in Somerville. Yeah, but you know, everybody's busy. Stay busy, but play yeah. other rooms. So besides the studio, where else do you play? I do a lot at Improv Boston, and then I've been on at Nixcoms um, times. Um, and then I, I mean, I've done a lot of shows actually, surprisingly, in Portland, uh, Maine. What's surprising about that? 
Uh, it's surprising to me that there's such a good comedy scene in Portland, Maine right now. Oh my God, yeah. Portland, yeah. well, Maine and Maine's always been very busy when the Comedy Connection was up there. And, you know, Portland's been like kicking it. The old port, the Baker's Table, years ago when the original Comedy Connection was there. And it was, you know, it was always great. And we would go up there on a Thursday and a Sunday religiously, like almost every week. It got to the oh, point wow. where, you know, an hour and 45 or two hour drive was nothing in the car for, for us. And we, yeah. we used to work day jobs. It was so we're in Portland. You know, there's a couple um, rooms run by the Portland Co-op that I've done. So the Laugh Shack at Lincoln's, and that's a weekly Thursday show. And then um, Worst Day of the Week, which is at a room called Blue. That's a, a Monday show. Oh, Blue. I know Blue. That's a restaurant. Yep. Yeah, that, that's been up there for 20-plus years. Yeah. I'm trying to think who was... Um... The girl, a woman used to book it, and I forget her name off the cuff. But yeah, well, Mark Turcott books a lot of stuff up there, and he's doing very well, and, you know, he's venturing yep. down into Portland, and, you know, so good for you. What got you into it? Well, I originally got into stand-up comedy because I had always wanted to do stand-up comedy from a very young age, but I moved back to Boston about two years ago, and I, I didn't have um, any friends left here, so I needed something to do. So I went to Improv Boston and took a stand-up comedy class, and it clicked for me, and I was off and running. Nice. Where did you move from? You said you were here originally, and then you moved back. Where, where did you yeah, go? Yeah, so I'm originally from the Boston suburbs, but I moved to Indiana to go to college, and then I moved from Indiana to West Virginia, and I lived in West Virginia for two years. Not, how was that? How was West Virginia? I mean, not currently. It's pretty fucking rowdy down there at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, when I was down there, it was nice, but you're in the middle of nowhere, and there is not much to do other than, you know, going to the bar for weekly karaoke. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not good. And you only you only decided to do stand up when you came back here. I mean, I did I did some improv in college, but it did not click for me. And um, I've always wanted to do stand up, but it wasn't until I got back to Boston where there was actually a stand up comedy scene that I could start doing it. Were you? Uh, I mean, were you? Ever, did you ever act? Yeah, I um, did theater growing up, and then I actually got a minor in theater when I was in college. So. Some acting. <laughs> well, no, you look. You're very. You got a lot of polish on you, so I can, I can always tell if somebody's had any type of um, acting or improv when the, when I see them on stage. And because you yeah. only, been doing, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just I'm I've just been doing it so long, and and I direct and I act. So and yeah. I do. You know, I'm not an improv actor. I'm an actor that can improv. I've never been a fan of improv groups. It's made that right. no secret. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's sketch, guys. It becomes sketch after a while, and it's horrible. So, But anyway. Well, I think <laughs> improv, improv to me is like everybody fighting over the spotlight. And I don't know. I, I, I would rather just kind of like be doing my own thing. It, some improv groups, that's what exactly what it is. It's like seagulls fighting over a french fry. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like, I want the spotlight. I want the good line. I want the... I don't know if there was a movie out on Netflix. I forget what it was called. It was um, Key... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't Think Twice. Yeah, Don't Think Twice. And it was about an improv group, and he gets picked up, and everybody... Like, he's on the equivalent of Saturday Night Live, and then he tries to get back, and everybody hates him, and... <laughs> It's exactly that. It's yep. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's like, oh, you fucking made it. What a dick. You know? Yeah. There's another show. I don't know if you've seen this. I caught a couple episodes. Um, I'm dying up here. I think that's Showtime. I I'm, haven't seen that one. You know, I saw yeah, I saw um crashing on HBO, but I have not seen I'm Dying Up Here. No, it's very well, it's uh it's supposed to be about essentially the um uh not the laugh factory, the um uh, Mitzi Shore's club, but she, they're supposed to be Mitzi Shore, and that's L.A. And she's like grooming all these comics, and they're supposed to be comics of the late, early '80s, mid '80s, uh, early '90s, and it's uh, Sebastian. Stan, what is it, Sebastian? Um, he plays uh, d- 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 Bucky in the Avengers movies. Plays uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Anyway, he's a comic, and he makes it to the equivalent of Tonight Show. You know, he makes with Carson, and then. He dies. It's like boom. So it's it's very comic related and tragic. Yeah. <laughs> like they go, well, you made it. What else is there? Boom. And he jumps off the sidewalk and gets killed by a bus. <laughs> but let's not have that happen to you, Kathleen. So yeah, I, I'm gonna pass on that. You're gonna pass it. Oh, Sebastian Stan, my brother typed in. So that's good. So at least I got something. You know something? My brother signed in. There's a couple other people haven't signed in, but that's fine. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm having some glitchy headphone things, which I'm having nothing but tech problems. So, But Kathleen, thank you for bearing with me. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's take our second break. And when we come back from our second break, I am actually going to play a little game with Kathleen. Then you guys are going to play against her. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. She's built sweet. She got everything. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. Hi, it's Richard Pacheco. And I'm on Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hope you're listening. If not, find somebody on the corner. Somebody with a sign, homeless, whatever. Bring them in. Make them listen. Force them. It's good to be the king. Recently, I moved into a new apartment. Yep, I realized the walls are a lot thinner than I thought they were. Yeah, I was getting ready to go to bed. And I heard a groan through the wall. And I got concerned because I have a 75-year-old neighbor who's a widower. So death is eminent, right? And uh, 
I was getting ready to dial 911. That's when I heard a second voice, and it was a lady. She's like, ooh, baby. It clicks for me. My neighbor's getting laid. Great for him. It also made me realize that if I could hear him lightly growing through the wall, he probably heard me cry myself to sleep last week. <laughs> Which explains all the hugs he's been giving me at our mailbox recently. <laughs> I'm going to leave you on this one. I went and visited my uh, grandfather recently. He's a 92-year-old World War II vet. He's in a walker. We took him out to lunch, and at the restaurant we went to, there was a, a woman there that had a shirt on that said, Guess? My brand. My grandfather hobbled up to that woman, looked her dead in the eye, and just said, 34C? <laughs> and then after the shock set in, she looked back at him and said, oh my god, you're right. <laughs>you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was another little sampling of my guest, still on the Skype line, Kathleen yep. DeMarl, everybody. So, <laughs> so I listened. Now, that's a couple of your jokes. Now, you first of all, we've had uh, there was another really tall comedian and I did a joke. I talked about, you know him doing stuff and how tall he was and we talked about how tall he was but you being 510 that's not unusually tall for a woman not really yeah i mean it's above the average height i think it's one of the first things that people tend to point out about me yeah. when they meet me <laughs> do you have like, more, I, like do you have like wear it's heels i don't know about myself <laughs> that's the that's usually one of the traits. It's like if you're very tall or very short, people go, wow, how tall are you? Or, you know, or how short are you? It's like, like you know, they're informing you on something. What? I'm tall? I just the whole world was small. That's... I had no idea. Were you Now, did you have like this huge growth spurt in high school or before that? I just, uh, in high school and in college, actually, I, I didn't stop growing until I was you know, like 20, I think. <laughs> I just, I was like a weed. I just never stopped. Just keep growing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know in your, your aquajar, other parts of your aquajar, I was listening to, which is very funny, by the way. And again, you can check her out on Facebook. She's at Kathleen DeMarle. She's on Twitter, K-D-A-C-E-Y 45, K-D-A-C, or Daisy. Is it Daisy? Daisy. K-Daisy. Hey, Daisy, yep. 45. And then a website, KathleenDemarle.com. You talk about your dating and all that. Now, in a profile, like I, I'm married, so I don't, you know, and I don't believe in the whole Tinder and Bumble and match. All that shit is just, you're looking for trouble. You're just totally looking for trouble or you're looking to get laid. It's one of the two. So, but in those, you have to put a profile together, right? Yeah. So you got to do your height and all that. And do you... <laughs> What is the response to 510? You know, the response to 510 is usually men that are very short <laughs> match, trying to match with me, which I think is very peculiar. It is. <laughs> it's like I like big women. What do you mean like 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 300 pounds? No, no, no. Like 510, oh. 5'11". <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a little creepy though in a way. 
It's, I mean, not in a way. It's directly creepy. It is. When I moved back to Boston, uh, the I, I started a dating profile on some website, and the first guy I talk about this in my act. The first guy I matched with was like, "You're so tall. Will you put on a pair of heels and be even taller, and we can go on a date?" And I was like, "No, no, no. He's got damage." Yep. Now, what I do is I play a game with all my guests. Every time I have a guest on, I play an audio game with them. And I've had tall comics, so we've done, you know, the tall, taller, tallest, would name something tall. And usually I do a player in their name. But for you, I was like, you know, I'm having so many problems with with the D part of it, not the D moral. And we have one signed on listener, so you'll be going head to head with her. And the other ones, again, you can sign on, guys, if you want to be playing the game because it's a heads up. You're going to be playing directly against my listeners. Now, before I tell you about the game, I'll tell you the rules. Now, you and I are speaking via Skype, which means we're speaking almost instantaneously. Now, the listeners may be listening on a delay based on their server and all the other stuff. So now, because there's only one, you have direct advantage that there's not a lot of numbers of them, but usually there's like five or six or 10 or 15, and they're all against you, but they're delayed. But your advantage is you're still faster, even though it's a one-on-one contest. So I'm going to tell you about the game we're going to play. We're going to play a game called D's Nuts. D's Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got <he. laughs> It's dumb. <laughs> and because your name is DeMarl, I figured let's do a D game, which I've never played. So what, basically, it's a very simple game. I'm going to give you a definition, and you have to give me the word. And the word will have the first two letters, D-E, in the name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, some, let's do a sample so that you know what I'm talking about. I got one, two, three, four, five. I get six so I can play this. So if I said to make inactive or ineffective like with machinery. Deactivate. Deactivate would be correct. And since you got it right, I'll give you this. These nuts. There you go. That is a correct answer right there. That's how simple it is. And my right. my listener is signed in, not even fucking fast enough. Now, what do you win, you say? Uh, nothing you can brag about that you beat. Like, he decommissioned. That would be as a ship, though, if you were decommissioning a ship. So, but not bad. You're on the thing. All right. So, here we go. So, again, see how fast you are compared to him? Super fast. Yep. All right. If I said trader, a trafficker, a shopkeeper, a broker, or a merchant... A dealer? A dealer? These Correct. Chris, you, you're going very slow. I said machine too. <laughs> no, what I said was to make inactive or in fact ineffective like with machinery. Don't go out with a guy like that. You'll end up being worn as a skin suit. I guarantee it. <laughs> My brother has advice for you about dating short guys. Okay. Yeah, he'd be like, are you a 32 long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> then he'll skin you and it will be not pleasant so so you're up right now because he's too slow he's very he's far too slow here we go here's the third one technically the second one excessive indulgence of the appetites excessive indulgence of the appetites oh gosh mostly in a a sexual way um, 
I don't know this one. I mean, I probably do. Not devour. Nope. Excessive indulgence. Indulgence is the key word here. Excessive indulgence of the appetites as in lust. What is it? Delight? No. It would be like, um, not decadence. See, everybody's getting closer. Let me see. Um, If there was a part of town where there might be some ladies of the evening... And uh, you would go in that area, and they you, you would go for a night of drunkenness, and it's a very complicated word. It's in it's a fun uh-huh. word though. Uh, debauchery. Debauchery is what we are looking for. <laughs> it's debauchery. Yes, debauchery. My brother is still not quick enough. <laughs> You're killing it. Here you go. Let's keep going because he ain't gonna catch up. A lure that deceives and misleads into danger. A lure that deceives. Uh, He got debauchery, by the way, but it's a little slow. A A, little slow. A lure that deceives. A decoy? A decoy. He wrote D-E, but I know he's writing decoy. He's just not fast enough on the draw. It is decoy. It's decoy. It is, of course, decoy. That would be a lure that deceives and misleads. So he's just writing D now. You can't write just D-E. You got to write a whole word. That's the whole premise of the game. How about this one? Now, Chris, you got to catch up. You know, you got to move faster. To remove water from something. Oh, I know this. To remove snakes on the plane. No, it's not. Every week. Every week he has to mention snakes on a fucking plane. Every week. And he gets it in like that. Are you shitting me? I thought Jigsaw gave me a hard time. Snakes on the plane. <laughs> oh. Not not, de, not dehumidify. Oh, that's what I was thinking. That's no. not it. To remove water from something. To de- Dehydrate. Yes, that is correct. These nuts. Yes. You're thinking of, like, dehumidify would be to take the water out of the air, which technically is the same thing, but it's not what I was looking for. Now he writes dehydrate. All right. And the last one, delirious, insane, raving, wild. Delirious, insane. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did I? Shit. Fucking, I might fucking hit You used delirious. I used, Is yeah. That- you know something? I used the wrong word. I, I actually said delirious. It shouldn't be. So hold on. <laughs> I read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> what a dipshit. And it was, I just go back to the website I had. So Scrabble Word Finder. I'm going to do this one. To remove unpleasant smells from something. Um, my brother well you know something chris i'll let you do that i'll let you get that he said deodorize it is deodorize so chris you get this and you got one wrong so you get this you're nuts my lord So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores. And when we come back, we're going to ask Kathleen the question I ask of all my guests. Please tell us about your first time 
your best time and your worst time. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Kathleen DeMarle. And again, you can f- free stalk her on Facebook and Twitter. At Twitter, she's KDacy45, and Facebook at Kathleen DeMarle, and it's D-E-M-A-R-L-E. And you can also check her out on her website, Kathleen DeMarle. Dot com. So, Kathleen, I tabulated all the scores, and it wasn't really that tricky. Even my, even my fuck up, it did all right. You won the game four against one. You win. <laughs> you win. Yeah, it's a long way to go for a punchline, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> So, I actually sped it up. It was it was actually another five seconds longer. I cut the time down in half, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's still long. So before we let you go, and a couple things we want to know. We want to know what you got coming up, but we'll, uh, we can get to that. But before we do that, we desperately want to hear about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. And please do it in that order because it's wonderful to hear about your first time. It's Awful to hear about you. I mean, it's fantastic to hear about your best time. And then, of course, it's entertaining to hear about your worst time. So if you would please do that in those orders. Sure. So uh, my first time doing comedy was at the Middle East Corner Open Mic. And that, I've been told, uh, like two years later, was probably the worst choice of places for me to do. <laughs> yeah, my first shot, my first open mic. Uh, I don't know if you've been there, but it's a very long room and, you know, everyone hangs out in the back and nobody really listens. And um, you can get off stage and not feel like you did very well, yep, but it's yep. probably just because nobody's paying attention. <laughs> it was always a tough room. I, I never performed there um, Yeah, because it was fine. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah. It's a. It was a very difficult room. So God bless you for trying that for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so how about your uh, best time in the in the past two years? I mean, there's you know there's some, probably some amazing highlights. Yeah, I think that I've had. I've been lucky that I've had so many good opportunities in the last couple years here, kind of right out of the gate to do some good shows, but. Probably my best time was uh, one of the times that I was at the comedy studio, and it was just, it was a packed house, and the room was pretty hot. Everybody seemed to be responding, and 
I got on stage and I just felt comfortable. I didn't feel like I was forcing my material on anybody. They, everyone was paying attention. Mm. Um, it was one of those moments where like I left stage with a huge smile on my face and I said, this is exactly what I want to be doing. <laughs> and that's, a, and for those of you who've never done stand up, it's, I mean, if you're, if when it works, it's fantastic. It's one of the best things ever. And that's a great thing. When you walk off stage, you have a big smile on your face. Now, if you would, Tell us about your worst time, which should be the funniest story because you don't have a smile on your face. So your your brother is assuming that the Vermont show was my worst time, but I think <laughs> I knew that that was going to be a bad show. Okay. <laughs> so I wouldn't consider it my worst time because I, I had my expectations pretty low for that one. <laughs> Um, yeah. but if you expect it to be bad and it's not, it's not really as bad as it is as you think it was. Yeah. There was a show I did at uh, Nick's Comedy Stop. And the thing about Nick's is that they don't have one set space that they use anymore. They rotate it through a few different spots. And I was in this downstairs room and they had a blue spotlight on everybody. Yeah. And the stage was probably about eight inches wide. Really? <laughs> and the way that the room got sat is there was nobody in probably the first 10 rows. Everybody was just around the border of the room. <laughs> and I think everybody bombed that night. Even the headliner. Nobody did well. Mm. You know, I got up there and I was trying so hard and I think I got a couple chuckles and then they immediately sometimes you get a quick laugh and then they just cut off it was like everyone was laughing and then just stopping and <laughs> I, I think I got off stage and I was supposed to be on it next the next night and I said I don't know if they're gonna ask me back for tomorrow <laughs> And then um, I just found out that that some days Fridays are just like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the other comics came up to me at the end and he said, "You look a little concerned. Just know that tomorrow is going to be way better." <laughs> and well, it it had to be. <laughs> it it was the next day. Oh, that's uh, funny did a show it was in a different spot of nick's and it was a full audience they sat people in the front and, and many more laughs what <laughs> my brother just typed i don't even know what this means i don't know if this regards he says i was doing stand-up at a club in kenny bunkport maine where they were throwing comedians of a cliff off a clip i think they played that club george and jerry I I don't get the reference. I don't know. They, is is he referring to Seinfeld? Yes, yes. He's doing a, a Seinfeld quote apparently, which I you know I really never watched the show. I I never watched it. I was working on Thursdays. I was ah. so everyone's like, "Well, did you tape it?" I'm like, "Well, no. I I was working. I don't fucking tape it anyway." So that was uh, so that was it. and it was down it was downstairs you said right I know that you know that area can be really really bad yeah it was in um 
not down below the Wilbur, but down below the normal room that they usually have Nick's in. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's downstairs, but it's in the small room on the right. Not the big room. No. The, when you walk in. No. The, the, when you walk in, it's, it's kind of to the left. It's, um. Well, yeah. there's, there's actually two rooms downstairs at Nick's. Uh, there's the small room. It almost looks like a, there's a bar in the center of the uh, center of the room and people can go around it on the outskirts. And then there's the big room, which is like a dance floor. And then the DJ is in one corner. Um, and the stage is usually, well, when we did it, the, the stage was like five feet high and you had to get on a step ladder to get on the stage. Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. Oh, so, okay. And it was blue. Yeah. Then it was probably in the bigger room. Yeah, Just it was the in the shit. bigger room. And they they had, I don't know, maybe only 20 people. But the way that they they sat the room that night just didn't work for any of the comics. Yep. <laughs> which is, I mean, it's, you know, you have to do these things. You got to play to difficult crowds. And it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you got to see what you can do and things. But you got a lot of stuff going on. Now, before you get going, you have... Uh, now, you told me about this. This is actually on Facebook. You're doing a show August 28th, which is a Monday. It's called Laughter on Tap, and it's from 7 to 9. Is that, is that yep. Me- Mead Hall? In yeah, Ca- that's Mead Hall. Mead Hall in Cambridge. So, yep. And uh, who's going to be on that show? So I'm co-producing that show with Kristen Carnes, who is a fellow kind of uh, up and comer. Like we've yep. both been doing comedy for about the same amount of time. Yeah, she's been a guest yeah. of the show. She's been. We had yeah. her. Yeah, a few weeks ago or a few shows ago, I should say. And uh, we're going to be doing. We have four uh, guest spots, and then we are going to have a feature who is um, one of my favorite Boston comedians, Chris Post. And then our headliner, we're going to have Kristen O'Brien come in and do a headlining set. Nice. I know Kristen. Kristen, yeah. Very funny. And that show, that and that is a Monday. Again, that's Laughter on Tap. You can go to the Facebook page and check this out. Uh, it's on Monday the 28th from 7 to 9, Mead Hall. And it's in Cambridge. So if you're in, get fucking stop by. How much are tickets? It's free. It's a What? a free show fuck that's a free you know something now no you have no excuses so what i'll have to do is i'll definitely have this show up by then (laughs) i've been actually very good about editing my shows i had four shows on my desktop at one point when i probably should do some fucking work so (laughs) but i you know something and i'm going to be actually i'm in portsmouth that night so i wouldn't even have a chance to swing by but i have not been down in that area i find out so many good shows that are that are happening a lot of good comics that are working stuff out and really coming along and the problem is i'm always working and it's weird it's a monday like it's a monday and i'm working which is insane so but what besides that what else you got going on anything else anything else you want to tell my listeners about anything else yeah anything Uh, you get coming up even in a couple months whatever you got oh yeah in um, September, I'll be taking part in the Boston Comedy Arts Festival, which is run out of uh, Improv Boston. Very nice. And, and New Year's is it again in Vermont, is it? Yeah, I'll be <laughs> again for four people, just my parents. Could be eight. Could be eight this year. You never know. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Kathleen. Never know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I know that I have a few other fun things coming up. Is your You have a calendar on your website, correct? 
I do. I have a calendar on my website. Oh, definitely. Then, then you know, certainly. Now, again, now you have to free stalk her at KathleenDemarle.com. So that is... Yep. So definitely check her out. So Kathleen, I gotta, you know, we're gonna wrap the show in about five minutes, but it's been great having you on. Been great getting to know you a little bit more. Hopefully, you and I will get to work together at some point. You know, yeah. maybe maybe you're doing a show that I'm on. Maybe I'm on a show you're doing. Yeah. But it's been great having you on, Kathleen. I uh, I hope to get. I hope we'll get to work together again very very soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, you have a great night. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Kathleen DeMar, everybody. So funny. And check her out. Definitely follow her on Facebook and, and Twitter. And check her out because she's going to be doing some damage all around Cambridge. And uh, maybe I'll even show up at some point. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't. I can't. I'd love to show up. But just it's Cambridge. And sometimes I don't get along with Cambridge. But, you know, something. Maybe it's it's been too long. Maybe we'll get along again. And I'd love to go to that show because I, you know, I'm sure trying to get Kristen as a guest on the show, but trying to do that for a while. But definitely check her out. Kathleen DeMarl, and I say D-E-M-A-R-L-E dot com. So, guys, let me tell you where I'm going to be this weekend, and we'll wrap the show. Tomorrow night, I'm doing a corporate gig in the afternoon down in Providence, and then I shoot up to shoot up. Then I, then I go up. I don't want to say shoot up. I'm going up to Hudson, New Hampshire, to close the showcase out at the Soho Asian Restaurant and Bar and uh, for Alana Susco. But now she goes by Foden, so I'm going to figure that out. And of course, and it's weird because this Friday and Saturday night, completely off, which I'm kind of looking forward to it. I got to kind of heal up for my back surgery. So off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Monday night, though, I'll be at Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, in Stowe, Vermont. So that's what I got going on. And of course... A lot, you know, coming up, only a couple weeks. Next week and the week after that, I got my surgery, and then we're doing, well, oh, what did you type? If you can't say shoot up in New Hampshire, where can you say it? <laughs> Yikes. I'm going to wrap the show on that note. So, guys, if you want to be a sponsor, guest, leave a question or comment. Email the show, radio irregardless at gmail.com, or call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, Alana... Foden will be my guest. Alano Susco. We'll figure out why the change. We'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just